Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Every great magic trick consists of three acts. The first act is called The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to 1,167. It is a Tuesday episode. If you're listening to the day, it is uploaded. Right next to me is a person who is so happy to be in this studio. She is wide awake. Jimmy, I got one name. Jimmy. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi there. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Quite a good scene, isn't it? One man crazy. Three very sane spectators. Yeah, yes, that is questionable if they're all sane. Uh, yeah, they are. They've been certified. And I am the one who is not quite sane right here to the Riley and Kimmy show. And, uh, yeah, how, how are you doing, Kimmy, on a Tuesday? I'm doing fine. That not is... just any Tuesday. It's a fat Tuesday. Um, Are you insulting me? No. Is, are you calling me something here? You know. You know, as in Mardi Gras. Oh. So that explains why you're grabbing my Mardi Gras beads and stuff uh-huh and my fool's hat and my mask yeah i get it now wow okay well i guess you're gonna have some kind of fun a little bit later on today uh-huh you're doing a mardi gras kind of parade somewhere would don't say where but you're a private kind of thing well no not private i mean uh, oh okay a private parade wouldn't be fun well i mean a, you know not out on the it's streets just, it's just dress dress day at at work your day gig. Yeah. Okay, so you're doing that. Yeah. Okay, all right. I, I, I didn't mean you're going to be out and about in the streets. That's no, why I meant no, private, no. you know, kind of thing. I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you guys were setting up a little float and no, no, no. No, doing that. No. You know, I have a big wagon if you want to borrow it. And, no, thanks. Oh, it's, you would fit in it. A bunch of people would. It's a huge wagon. Mm, it's a big one. That's okay. All right, just I thought I'd offer that. Well, you know, be sure to take pictures. We'd love to see this uh, unfold. Mm. Yeah, looking forward to that. Remember, you, you get to wear my fool's hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I will surrender wearing my fool's hat for one day just for you. Oh, okay. It's my Thanks. hat I wear all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, the Riley and Kimmy show is getting ready for March just to come around the corner. We're, I'm getting ready to flip that calendar. I am itching to do it. I can do it real soon, obviously. And one of the reasons is something's coming up in March that the Riley and Kimmy show has been invited to. <laughs> That's right, we're going to be around a, a bunch of dogs and other animals. It's Paws on the Catwalk, a fashion show happening Saturday, March 18th, starting at 10 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon. It's happening in Melbourne at the Melbourne Auditorium. This benefits, by the way, the Brevard Humane Society. They've invited us to this big event. It's a luncheon fashion show. I've heard the mayor is going to walk a, a four-footer on the catwalk, Kimmy. Mm. The mayor of Melbourne. Okay. That's what I've heard. I've heard, I've heard stories about that. Also, there'll be... There'll be fur kids there, fur babies up for adoption. Remember, adopt, don't shop. And vendors with plenty of things for your fur kids. It's all happening this, well, not this, but Saturday, March 18th, starting at 10 in the morning. And you can find out more by going to Brevard Humane Society's website. It is so easy to get to. That's brevardhumanesociety.org. 
Riley and Kimmy show is honored to be invited to this big event. Our, our side show, Animal Special, will be there covering it. And a superhero will be joining us, too. Kimmy, uh, what's the details on the superhero who will be making an appearance? That's Tug. Yes, the Bull Terrier puppy will be there with his human parents, Kim Joy and Blake Ovard. Now, Tug works with the world of anti-bullying, animal rescues, and dementia awareness. Tug has a comic book, too, by the way. It is a, it is, it is pretty. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really cool. That And, and Blake is the, uh, Tug's dad is the, the artist, and Tug's mother, Kim Joy, is the writer of this comic book. And all proceeds go to Animal Rescues. And by the way, one of the covers was done by Neil Adams. I'm sure they'll have some samples, they'll have some copies of the comic book and other Tug things as well. Remember, all all the uh, monies go towards Animal Rescues. And you still need to model your one Tug yes, product. Yes, Tug did give me a gift the last time we were together, and I promised I would model it. And I will once we click into March. Oh, okay. I, I, I will do that. I'll, I'll do a video thing okay. with that. I, I promise I will do that. And a big thank you going out to uh, Tug and Tug's parents for giving the Riley and Kimmy show uh, that recent gift. Mm -hmm. And if you'd like to uh, see an interview we have with Tug's dad where he talks about Tug, we have that available right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Go right to the video section. You can find that where he talks about Tug's story. It is definitely a touching story. And it's a story that does start out with some sadness, but it is a story of inspiration. And you will find out why Tug truly is a superhero. There is no question about that. And by the way, he was on national TV. He has been on Rachel Ray, and you can find that too. That's available on YouTube. And check out that. Uh, it, it, it's amazing that she spent an amount of time on Tug, and it's really great. It was mm-hmm. a, it was a fun and very informative interview with Tug and his parents. Kimmy, I have a question for you on this Tuesday, the very final, the very last. This is it. There is no more days in the month of February. Are you able to play? Are you willing to play? Are you awake enough to play Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia? I think so. It is a Tuesday, February 28th. The timeline has been adjusted with trivia. It is all messed up. Yes, we do that to make it not that easy for the brainiac that is sitting next to me. Yes, she is extremely smart. But we don't want to make it super, super easy for Spock next to me. No, we want to make it a little bit difficult. And you can help her out by shouting out answers. That's right. We believe in time-traveling answers. Yell at your, uh, you know, your rate, well, whatever, whatever you're listening to the Riley and Kimmy show on, whatever computing type de- device, because we are mobile, we are global, you can hear us anywhere on planet Earth, so yell at that smartphone, yell at that tablet, that desktop, that laptop, whatever it is, scream those answers out to her, we actually believe they come right to her ears. And please tell your friends you found a place for Pop Culture Escapism, a brand new show every single day. We are a variety nerd talk show, The Riley and Kimmy Show. And you can help the show grow by telling your friends to like our Facebook page. And you can find links to all social media available right on our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. It is a Tuesday, February 28th. Kimmy, here we go to the very first question. I hope you're prepared. Are, are you all studied up? Are you ready? I think so. Are, uh, more, are you rested up? Are you able to yes. do this? Okay, I just want to make sure we're not taking an unfair advantage of you. Music time. It was on this date. The original members of KISS appeared at the Grammy Awards 
It was the first time in 17 years that the band had appeared in full makeup and costumes. Was it 1990, 1996, 2001, or 2007? 1996. That's exactly right, Kimmy. Did you know that, or were you yelled at for that answer? I calculated it in my head. Now, how did you do that? Well, I knew they were popular around 76. Oh, see? You got that Spock going there. And you notice how fast she did that calculation? Yeah. Yeah. You can can calculate quite fast. (laughs) Okay, Kimmy. Here we go. Next question for you. What are you doing? If you need to talk, use the phone. This isn't a phone talk. Kimmy, we have a question about telephones. Well, sort of about telephones. AT&T, American Telephone and Telegraph, came to be on this date in history. Was it 1925, 1920, 1910, or 1885? 1885. Kimmy is exactly right. She chose the right one. They have been around for an extremely long period of time. Hello. I'm Mr. Ed. Moving over to something happening in the world of television. It was on this date, Kimmy. Within five years, tell me the year that Mr. Ed, the talking horse from television, died. What year, within five, did Mr. Ed pass away? 1972. Kimmy, Mr. Ed passed away in 1979 is when Mr. Ed passed away. Hmm. All right, moving over to something else happening on this date in history. Jimmy, it was on this date, and it's important to the world of games. That's right, board games. It was on this date that the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad became the first railroad incorporated for commercial transportation of people and freight. Yeah, that means they could take them across on the rails. What year? Was it 1827, 1850, 1865, or 1870? 1850. Railroad. Mm. Yeah, but you got it. We'll, we'll, we'll give you that one, Kimmy. It's on this date, 1849. The first boatload of Gold Rush prospectors arrive in San Francisco from the East Coast. And, you know, 49ers. Mm-hmm. That's what they're called. I doubt you knew that. You don't really care about that history stuff, do you? I knew that. Oh, because of the football. I get it now. Okay. All right. You're pretty smart no. there. Yeah, that's it. I get it. All right, Kimmy. It was on this date in history. In 1883, the first vaudeville theater opened and where you're... From, they have at least two vaudeville theaters. That That's right, right? Uh-huh. And in one of those, uh, you were in a video that was recorded for Cheap Trick, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Kimmy, Kimmy made national appearance a number of years ago in a in a Cheap Trick video. No kidding. Seriously. You can ask her about that at our, one of our upcoming events. She'll, she'll gladly talk about that. On this date, a scientist at DuPont, Wallace Carruthers, invents nylon. Kimmy, give me the year. Was it 1895, 1915, 1925, or 1935? 1925? It was 1935 that that happened. 
On this date, the first televised basketball game was shown. Kimmy, give me the year. Was it 1930, 1940, 1950, 1955? 1950. It was 1940 that the first basketball game was shown. Yes. Very few people probably watched it in 1940. It was on this date in 1953 in a Cambridge University laboratory experiment, or actually scientists discovered something. They discovered the double helix structure of DNA. That was in 1953. I wonder if Kimmy knows what that sound effect is. Do you know what that is? Mm Mm-mm. That is a computer, Kimmy, modem, dial-up, computer, all that kind of stuff. Old, like real old. Mm-hmm. When it fits, because it was on the state in 1956, a patent was issued for a computer memory core. That was on the state in 1956. Moving over to something else happening on this date in history, it was 1962. The John Glenn for President Club was formed by a group in Las Vegas, bunch of Republicans wanted uh, him to run for president. That was in 1962, right after, you know, he went up in space. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was on this date, 1968, we saw the passing of somebody from the recording industry. We saw the passing of Frankie Lyman. He died of a heroin overdose. An American rock and roll, rhythm and blues singer and songwriter, best known as the boy soprano lead singer of a group called Frankie Lyman and the teenagers, and you know his music, especially if you liked American Graffiti. You were a big fan of American Graffiti. You remember Frankie Lyman, right? Mm-hmm. It was on this date, 1974. Bobby Bloom shot himself to death at the age of 28. It's ruled as an accident, but he was extremely depressed, suffered from depression. His family would not accept the fact that it was suicide, and it was never pushed any more beyond an accident. He's best known for this top 40 hit. You remember that, correct, Kimmy? Yeah. All right. It was on this date, 1977. Ray Charles was attacked by an audience member on stage. Listen to the year, 1983. This became the most watched television program in history with its final episode. What is your guess, Kimmy? Kimmy needed a little music assistance there, I think, didn't you? You mm-hmm. couldn't do it with 1983. You no. cannot tell me the name of it, but you needed the musical clue. Yes. Now, question is, in 1983, when you were all of about, what, one year old, uh, did you watch that thing? Do you think you were held up to the TV set and were said, you know, the words, this is a historical moment, Kimmy? Do, no. Do, Okay, that you didn't. You don't think you were, but you know what? You've probably seen it like a hundred million times now because MeTV 
does run MASH every night. Mm -hmm. Every single night. I mean, every night mm -hmm. <laughs> they run MASH. It was on this date, Kimmy, in 1984. Please identify the recording artist. This recording artist in 1984 won eight Grammy Awards. Who would it have been in 1984? Do you need another clue? Who? Prince. No. 1984, do you need the bonus clue? Okay. Seven of those Grammy Awards were connected to the album Thriller. Who? Michael Jackson. Yes, that's right. Now, the eighth, can you tell me what the eighth was for? It was not for Thriller. It was for something else. The video? No. no I don't know. For the non-musical narration on E.T., the extraterrestrial. He got a Grammy for that as well. Okay. Kimmy's like in shock. She goes, I didn't know that. Okay, it was in 2002. It was announced that John Madden would be replacing Dennis Miller, yes, the comedian talk show host, on Monday Night Football. Madden signed a four-year, $20 million deal with ABC Sports. Hmm. It was on his date in 2007. NASA's New Horizons spacecraft made a gravitational slingshot move they did that against Jupiter to change the planned trajectory towards Pluto. And by the way, Kimmy, good news. I don't know if you caught this one. Pluto might be reclassified back as a planet. Yeah. Did you hear that? I heard and that. Well, let's give some thumbs up for Pluto there, right? Yeah. Yeah, bring Pluto back. Uh-huh. Yeah, we need our planet. It's the way it should be. Yeah, we need planet Pluto back. Come on. You know, when I visit that rock, I want it to be Pluto. You know? I've been to a place as cold as Pluto. That's where you're from. Mm -hmm. I, uh, Kimmy's from somewhere really, really cold. Moving over to celebrity and notable birthdays on this date. Charles Durning, born on this date, actor, died 2012 at the age of 89. Best known for his roles in The Sting in 1973, Dog Day Afternoon 1975, along with the comedies The Best Little Horror House in Texas, and Tootsie, and To Be or Not to Be in 1983. Now, have you seen any of those movies I mentioned? Um, Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, you did? I'm surprised at that. I... I am actually surprised you saw a dog day. Okay. Moving over to somebody else having a birthday. Identify who it is and how old this person is, Kimmy. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. the, this person is best known for this TV show. The love boat promises something for him. Yes, he played the captain, Captain Steubing, on the love boat. Can you tell me who it is? Gavin McLeod. Ooh, and what TV show did he star in before that Mary one? Mary Tyler Moore Show. Can you give me the name of the character, either first or last name? Murray. Wow, Murray Slaughter. You got it, Kimmy. He, he he was in both of those. Which one was he on longer? Love Boat. Very good. From 1977 to 1986, Mary Tyler Moore Show, 1970 to 1977. <laughs> you got it. Now, let's just see if you can get this one within five years how old is gavin mcleod you surprised me you actually knew his name H how old is he today within five 85 oh that is impossible somebody had to yell that to you he's 86 today oh by the way if you want to check out like older television shows he appeared in things many things before mary tyler moore and he played bad guys too sometimes sometimes you know wacky characters like in the Andy Griffith Show, he plays a director who's shooting the movie. I think the movie's titled, you know, The Sheriff Without a Gun. Uh, the Hollywood director, he comes in. That one's, you know, it, it, that's a fun one. He played also in McHale's Navy. That was where he's very comedy-based. You know, he's one of the 
uh, Mikhail's men, but he also played on Hawaii Five-0 as a predator of children. Ooh. And he is creepy. He plays it twice, two different times, and he is very, very creepy in it. And it's an interesting thing, not because of the... The character, well, it's interesting he's able to play this because this isn't Captain Steubing. This isn't Murray that you're seeing at all. This isn't the guy from McHale's Navy yucking it up with Tim Godway. This is a very creepy person that McGarrett has to deal with. And it's interesting they were able to deal with that subject matter when they did, as you know, back in the time period that they did. And they did, and he's, he's, he's scummy. Hmm. Moving over to somebody else having a birthday today. Kimmy, tell me the name of the character that this individual played on a TV show. The TV show was... Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati WKRV. It is Frank Bonner having a birthday today. He played on WKRP. You saw his face. He was on the... On the front, I mean, he was right in the opening credits. He he actually plays on WKRP Part 2 when they do the reboot. He's one of the few that does. Tell me the name of the character he played. Herb Tarlick? That's right. And what was Herb's job at the radio station? Can you tell me? He was the salesperson. He was the sales manager of nobody. I mean, I never saw a single employee underneath Herb, which I wish they would have had because that would have been hilarious. You know, him with his little staff and something. But yes, uh, Herb was the sales manager of WKRP. And for anyone who's worked in broadcasting, especially back in the 1970s, 80s, and 90s, uh, he's based on some real people. I mean, there's there are Herb Tar- Tarlicks out there. Mm. And yeah. And I, I'd actually like to have met him. I think it'd been, uh, he'd be really cool to meet. And I know he does occasionally conventions and things like that. Hmm. How old is he today? Within five, Kimmy? Hmm. 72. Very close. You're within the five. He is 75 today. And by the way, he is a television director as well as done many, many uh, TV shows. And matter of fact, did uh, some WKRP episodes. I think if I remember right with the filmography of WKRP, do you remember there was like a, a TV show at the time, like Real People they used to have that was uh, in the 70s? Remember that, Real mm-hmm. People? Well, they did a, a spoof of that, and it was on on uh, his house. Oh, and, yeah, and, yeah. And remember that? Uh-huh. And I think he directed and maybe wrote that episode. Mm. It's actually, it, it is hilarious when, <laughs> to me. It's one, of, it's one of my favorite ones where they actually visit his home. And you actually feel sorry for him. Mm. To, at least I do when I, I was seeing that. Before that, you may not have really felt sorry for him at all. Next person having a birthday today is a musician called Donnie Iris. Gimme, he is 74 years old. Can you tell me any of his hits from the 1980s that he had? No. Not a single one? Not no. like this one? Sure, you remember Ah uh, Leah that hit number twenty nine. That's all. Didn't go up any higher than that on the uh, the pop charts back in the early eighties. And then his other big hit. Love is 
which only hit number 37, which I think you would be surprised if you were taking guesses what, uh, what it was. I think he's kind of a forgotten 80s artist, actually, mm. to be honest. That yeah. is Donnie Iris and... Unfortunately, that's one of them. I do not. I don't have any of his material on my MP3 player. I'm going to change that. I, I want both of those, you know, uh, on the MP3. I like the first one. Oh, I, I love them both. I have fond memories of spinning those when they were on vinyl. Moving over to somebody else having a birthday today. She's an actress. She's a dancer. She's a singer. She's a performer. She's a comedian. She is multi-talented, and she has a very unique voice, very cartoonish kind of voice. Bernadette Peters having a birthday today. How old is she? Within five. Sixty-seven. <laughs> Are you getting people yelling at you? Is that Why? how could you get that? I mean, I would have thought. First of all, I would have thought you went, "Oh, who's she?" I, <laughs> I was expecting that. I really was. I was expecting, oh, "Who's that?" Yeah, you got it. You're close enough. She's sixty-nine today. Uh, amazing. Let's see how you do on the next one. Moving to another section of trivia. I see dead people. Notable deaths today. Can we see if you can identify this person who passed away on this date in? History, who is, well, who, this is a famous voice. Whose voice is this? Now, the rest of the story. Is a revolution all blood and guts and guns? Or is there room for the artist, the author, the poet, the performer, the composer? Okay, Kimmy, who is that? Paul Harvey. That's right, Paul Harvey passed away on this date in history. American radio broadcaster died at the age of 90. Conservative American radio broadcaster for ABC Radio Network, whose program reached as many as 24 million people per week. Question for you, within five, what year did he pass away? 1992. 1998? Kimmy, the answer is 2009. Paul Harvey passed away, and he worked really close up to his death. Wow. Somebody else who passed away on this date in history. I'm just going to ask you what the occupation is. I'm kind of curious if you know who this is. She passed away in 2011 at the age of 89. Jane Russell. Tell me what her profession was. Why is she known? That that is correct. American film actress and one of Hollywood's leading sex symbols of the 1940s and 1950s. In 1940, she was signed to a seven-year contract by Howard Hughes. And he made her a, a motion picture star, movie star, in the debut of the film called The Outlaw, 1943. A story about Billy the Kid, but actually he really went a little beyond that. He did everything he could to showcase her figure at the time, pushing the boundaries of censors to the point where the film was actually shot, filmed in 1941, but could not be released to 1943 till it was done with censors hmm. because of what uh, <laughs> uh, he had done. Yeah. And by the way, myth has always been that he created a wire bra for her, a lift bra, and that, according to her, was not true, really. He did. She refused to wear it because it was extremely uncomfortable. So she just wore what she normally wore and used tissue to, you know, pad the areas in the right place. Hmm. So she says it's a myth, you know, that part. But he did create something, but it was not... I'm kind of curious what it was. Hmm. All right, moving over to somebody else passing away on this date in history. 2012, Hal Roach passed away. He spent over 60 years in show business, a comedian. He was featured in Guinness Book of World's Records for the longest running engagement of a comedian. He was at the same venue for 26 years. Hmm. Moving over to somebody else passing away on this date in history. George Kennedy died 2016 at the age of 91. Have you ever seen George Kennedy in anything, Kimmy? 
I'm pretty sure I have. All right, American actor. He appeared in more than 200 film and television productions. I think you did a great job today, Kimmy. I think you had a lot of help out there from people shouting out answers to you. I really do. I think you did. Yeah, thank you all. Well, thank you to everyone, and thank you for listening to the Riley and Kimmy Show. If you like what you hear, please share with your friends. Tell them about the Riley and Kimmy Show. You can find more information, celebrity interviews, video interviews, right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. And I think right now we'll go back to the golden age of radio and honor something from today's trivia. Radio was the Riley and Kimmy show. Now, going back in time is what we like to do anytime we have an opportunity with the golden age of radio. And if we can tie in something with the show, we love to do that because we like to keep this alive or introduce people to the medium of the golden age of radio. And we have something today focusing on Jane Russell, who passed away on this date in 2011 at the age of 89. She was no stranger to the world of radio. Not at all. We have an excellent example of the golden age of radio. Her with Bob Hope, Kimmy. She was in a movie called Pale Face with Bob Hope. Well, they decided to do a radio adaptation of this. This is not the audio lifted from the film at all. This is an actual radio version. It is different in its own right. It's, uh, it's uh, definitely a good example of the golden age of radio. It is ear candy here. It's a Western comedy, and you get Bob Hope and Jane Russell in their original roles. Going back in time to 1950, here's Jane Russell in the Pale Face on the Riley and Kimmy Show. RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television, proudly presents... Screen Director's Playhouse stars Bob Hope, Jane Russell... Production, The Pale Face. Director, Norman MacLeod. The Hollywood Screen Directors present The Reason the West Went Wild. The motion picture comedy, The Pale Face. Starring Bob Hope and Jane Russell in their original roles of Painless Peter Potter and Calamity Jane. It's the Old West, the rootin', tootin', shootin' Old West. And there's trouble in the Indian country. Thousands of settlers are in danger because a band of renegade whites is smuggling rifles and dynamite to the Indians. In desperation, the governor has sent for the one person who might seek out the ringleaders, the famous two-gun frontier gal, Calamity Jane. Jane, in here, the back way. The governor's mansion. First time I ever walked in here of my own free will with my guns on. Uh, Jane, have you ever heard of a man named Preston? Well, we think he's heading up a gang that's smuggling guns and dynamite to the Indians. Well, why don't you stop him? We can't. Every agent we've sent out has been murdered. Help us and the government will show its gratitude by freeing you of all charges. Well, why pick on me? Because you're the best shot in the country. Uh, suppose I take your offer. There's a wagon train going west to Indian country from Deerfield. You'll join it. 
You must disguise yourself. And it's important that you get yourself a husband, too. A husband? Why? Well, Jane, it's secrecy we want. As man and wife, you'll be lost in the crowd. You leave for Fort Deerfield on the next stage. So, Calamity Jane in disguise heads for Fort Deerfield to get her man. But somebody else in Fort Deerfield gets his man, too. It's painless Peter Potter, the dentist. Yes, sir, this will be the first tooth I ever pulled in Fort Deerfield. You ever pulled him anywhere else? Why, of course, my friend. Can't you see my sign? Painless Peter Potter. I pull teeth without pain. They wouldn't let me play this part till I left Pepsodent. <laughs> now, if you'll open wide. Well, just remember this gun in my lap while you're looking. You see, it's this one right here, right next to the... Ah, uh, please, no coaching from the audience, please. Now, let me see. The book says one can detect an ailing tooth by the dull sound it makes when struck lightly by a hammer. Hmm, sounds logical. Let's give it a try. There's the little doll now. Now for the gas. What gas? Laughing gas. I always use it on my patients. Kind of wish I'd use it on the audience here, too. Is this stuff safe? Safest thing in the world. Would you mind paying me now? Laughing gas. Well, it better be good. I'm warning you, Doc. Oh, don't be silly. It's harmless. Look, I'll take some myself. You see? Nothing happens. <laughs> well, all right. Let's get it over with. Oh, that's fine. Will you join me? Breathe deeply now. Go ahead, Doc. <laughs> Open wide now, steady Steady now <laughs> That is your tooth, I think Just look at that Hey, I struck gold Oh, gold <laughs> That's my inlay You, <laughs> you pulled the wrong tooth <laughs> What do you know? You got a hole in your head. <laughs> I ought to put one in yours with a bullet. Don't <laughs> <laughs> laugh so loud. You sound like Milton Burrow's mother. What's the matter with you? Delivered coyote, I'll give you 15 minutes to get out of town. <laughs> Last town, I got 20 minutes. <laughs> Come on, horses, move. You're slowing down. Okay, move over, mister. Oh, charmed, I'm sure. The name is Painless. Say, how did you get on my wagon? I climbed over your tailboard. Please, this program goes through Pasadena. <laughs> All right, I'll take those reins. Oh, sure, dear. I'm at your disposal. Ho, ho there, boys. Steady, steady. Come on around now. I got to join that wagon train. The wagon train's heading for Indian country. Well, you're not afraid of Indians, are you? Are you kidding? I lost my scalp on them last year. Cleveland tribe. Give me those... <laughs> Give me those reins. I'm heading back home. Come on, boy. Now, make up your mind, kid. You going with me? Mister, you got yourself a traveling companion. 
What's your horse so excited about? That wasn't the horse, that was me. <laughs> Do we keep traveling? Yeah, keep traveling. Keep them lips coming in the same direction. Closer. Hey, what have you got your gun in your hand for? Well, this? What's well, in case somebody tries to interrupt us? Oh, okay. I'm puckering up. Kiss me. <laughs> Boy, can you kiss? Boy. Well, it's too bad I had to slug you, son, but I gotta join that wagon train. Look for some goof dumb enough for me to marry. Jane, kiss me again. A Bang. dumb goof. Bang. Painless. Bang. Hey, painless, painless, wake up. Wake up. You're just the man I was hoping to meet. Bang. Bang. You know, there's something about you that appeals to me. Bang. Bang. Wake up, dummy. We're gonna get married. You can tell this is a fantasy, can't you? <laughs> We got married just in time. That wagon train's all ready to start. Don't forget, Painless, you promised to love, honor, and protect me. Yeah, let's do it in the order named, huh? <laughs> folks, folks, now we're gonna start moving. Everybody follow the wagon ahead of them. Don't want nobody taking a wrong turn because we're in Indian country. Indian country? Look, Jane, do we have to go? Now, darling, listen, you were going to kiss me, remember? Yeah, yeah it's my scalp versus your kisses. Come on, kiss me now. Just call me Baldy. <laughs> Where your friends don't tote a gun My bones denounce The buckboard bounce And the cat just hurts my toes Let's vamoose Where gals keep using those Silks and satins and linen that shows And you're all mine in buttons and bows Is that an opinion? <laughs> Shh, quiet, Crosby, quiet. <laughs> Can't you see she's sleeping? Not anymore, I'm not. You just woke me up. Anyway, I better stay awake and... Hey, it's night. Where's the wagon ahead of us? Wagon? Ahead of us? Tarnation, you lost the wagon train. I did not lose the wagon train. They lost me. <laughs> now we're in for it, stupid. Alone in the Indian country. You're not alone. I'm here. How can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Jane, there's a black house. Whoa, boy. Well, I guess we can spend the night there. Let's go. Hey, wait for me. Gee, the two of us alone in our own little blockhouse. That's what I get for marrying a blockhead. <laughs> Look, the door's open. Come, my bride, I'll lift you across the threshold. Just a... Well? No wonder Alvin Barkley waited so long. <laughs> alone at last. Uh, Painless, would you get me a drink of cold water, please? Yeah, well, for... Water? Cold? Cold water? <laughs> well, that adds up. Now, let me see. 
<laughs> All right, I'll go, but if I'm not back in three minutes, you know I fell down the well. <laughs> Maybe he'll be here in three minutes, but I won't. I'm going out and sleep in that wagon. Sounds like Arthur Godfrey's backyard. <laughs> Painless, what are you doing? Oh, I'm out here by the well, shaving. Hmm, <coughs> I cut myself. Shaving too close. <laughs> I'm certainly a nervous wreck. I'd better... <coughs> well, look what's here, an arrow. I wonder who shot it. Now, that shouldn't be too hard to figure. Who shoots arrows? Cupid? No, it couldn't be Cupid. William Tao? No, that's silly. Indian. Yeah. Indian? <laughs> hey! Hey, open up! Hey! Come here! I can't! I, I don't, I don't dast to open that door. I don't dast. You better dast to rob me dice. Hey, Jane! <laughs> Jane, they're hitting me with arrows. Where? I don't like to say, but if I cut my suspenders, my pants will stay up. Open <laughs> Please. No, it's too late. I can't. Honey, you're too young to be a widow. Listen, I'm throwing a couple of guns out there for you. You grab them and take care of yourself. All Get right. some cover. Get in that barrel. Wait a minute. That's a pickle barrel. I could end up with marinated hips. Wait a minute. <laughs> guns, here they are. Get in the barrel. There. There you are. Hiya, bud. What's new? <clears throat> Gotta get a hold of myself. Imagine talking to a pickle. <laughs> Shoot. How do you do it? Guns? Guns? I hope they're loaded. I wish I was, too. Darna, why didn't I pay attention during those Hopalong Cassidy pictures? <laughs> they're rushing as painless? Oh, they're attacking. Boy, if these were water pistols, I'd drown them to death. <laughs> Might as well shut my eyes and shoot. <laughs> hey, I got one. Let's try that again. <laughs> this is more fun than Canasta. <laughs> All right, Redskin. Painless Peter Potter has the range. Take this. What do you know? Three Indians with one bullet, huh? <laughs> Shoot arrows at me, will you? <laughs> that thinned them out. Here comes the last one. Boy, gun's empty. <laughs> you must have scared him to death. <laughs> Jane, we just ran out of Indians. I'm getting out of the barrel. Painless, are you all right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm a little weary of it all. Killing 19 Indians before breakfast. You killed 19 Indians. Count them. But it was me who hey, shot them. Hey, what's been going on here? Well, painless look, it's the wagon train. We heard the shooting and turned back, and I... Yeah, holy smoke. Look at all them dead engines. Hey, everybody, come here, come here. Where? Come running. Brother, I gotta shake your hand. Just hang on to mine, it'll shake for both of us. <laughs> painless, why didn't you tell me you were so brave? Well, I couldn't. I was up to my neck in that pickle barrel. I had cold dills running up and down my spine. Yep, we'd have been goners without you drawing off all them redskins. Hey, you're a hero, Painless. Speed, speed. Yeah. Well, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I'd like to say a few words. Let's get out of here before those redskins get back. Those are the words. Come on. <laughs> You are listening to the Screen Directors Playhouse production of The Pale Face, starring Bob Hope and Jane Russell.
now back to the Screen Directors Playhouse production, The Pale Face, starring Bob Hope and Jane Russell in their original roles of Painless Peter Potter and Calamity Jane. Well, the shooting's over for the moment at least. Painless and Jane have rejoined the wagon train and moved on triumphantly to Buffalo Flats. And of course, Painless is still unaware that his wife is none other than two-gun Calamity Jane, a government agent tracking down a gunrunner named Preston. In the saloon at Buffalo Flats, all is gaiety, and our dauntless dentist is the hero of the hour. Okay, set him up. Everybody in the house, this here's another round on me. Bartender, bartender. Celery tonic for everybody. Set up. <laughs> oh, Mr. Painless, you're wonderful. I sure would be proud to claim you for a friend. Oh, I should say not. I'm a married man. But keep after me, though. Underneath it all, I'm a cad. <laughs> Bartender, where are those drinks? See what the boys in the back room will have. Partner, nobody bothers the boys in the back room. They're talking business. All right, Jeb, we won't be disturbed back here. I'm listening, Mr. Preston. Now, we've got word that the governor has sent another agent snooping around. It's supposed to be a dead shot. What's his name? Well, from the looks of things, I'd say his name was Painless Potter. Oh, so that painless dentist have that just a front, huh? Yeah, we'll put him away, all right. Hey, what about the dynamite? I brought it up in the wagon. Okay, leave it there. What are you going to do about that dentist, Mr. Preston? Now, listen. Yellow Feather's waiting on the edge of town. Go tell him to send me six of his braves. Here it is, Janie, our own private room. We're all set, honey. Room and running water. They got a guy who'll run for it. No. No, painless. It wouldn't be fair. Sure it's fair. They give him a good salary. Three dollars a week and all he can drink. <laughs> Darling, you're just too modest to understand. Huh? You're a hero. A man apart. Yeah, but I can get it all back together with scotch tape. <laughs> Look outside there, dear. Yeah? Once that was a forest. Yeah? Then it became a trail. Yeah? Then a town. And someday it'll be a city. Yeah, that's what I like, progress. And I'm not making any. <laughs> Wait a minute, Pinks. It'll be a city, darling, with the statue of a great man. Yeah? And do you know whose statue it'll be? Yeah, the guy who invented girls. <laughs> Wait, Pinks. It'll be a statue of Painless Potter. Huh? Yes, sir, and under the statue it'll say, Painless Potter, the intrepid hero who saved an entire wagon train by killing 19 Indians. <laughs> Nineteen and a half. There was a midget in there someplace. Well, you're a hero now. You belong to the people. Our marriage won't work, Painless. We're through. The game is over. Over? I never got past scrimmage. <laughs> I'm sorry, Painless. It's just over, that's all. Oh, this is great. Great. I give up my career, take you out here in a wagon train, save your life by killing 23 Indians, and now you want to get rid of me. Painless, I'm not the only girl. Believe me, there are other fish in the sea. Yeah, and I'm going out and cast some bait. <laughs> hey, maybe I should have kissed her goodbye. What do you know, even thinking about it? <laughs> Hell face heap of skull. Papado, take pale face to cheap yellow feather now. Painless, was that you? Did you... Oh, Take them, squaw, too. Quick, go see, Chief.
boy, the accommodation this Indian camp is sure crummy. Why didn't we ask for the bridal TP? Painless, listen, we're in trouble. Bad trouble. Yeah, I don't understand why these guys are so mad at me. I guess it's time you did know, Painless. You're in this mess because a renegade named Preston mistook you for somebody else. Who? Me. <laughs> are you kidding? Painless, I'm not what you think I am. Well, you're Jane, my wife. I'm Calamity Jane. Yeah, well, that's a pretty nick... You, Calamity Jane? The two-gun outlaw? Not anymore, Painless. The governor said that he'd clear me if I tracked down Preston. I'm a federal agent. And you were mistaken for me because they thought you killed all those Indians. Then it wasn't me shot all them Indians? No. Not even one? No, I shot them all. And any minute I could have been killed? Yes. <laughs> Uh, they're selling a lot of Pontiacs today. <laughs> Me, a hero. <laughs> I bet I sure have been handing you a laugh. I'll tell you what they ought to write on that statue. Painless Potter, poop head of the Pecos. <laughs> Painless. What now? There's one more thing I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you that I love you. This another laugh? No, painless. I think you're the kindest, bravest man I ever knew. Listen, we gotta get out of here. How? That's what I'm wondering, how? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Jane, it's the guard, Wapato. That's our chance. You palaver him, I'll sneak up behind him and conk him. Go ahead. All right. Wapato. What White Squaw want? White Squaw want talk with Indian Brave. White Squaw like big, strong men. Uh, Wapato big uh, and strong. Uh, Wapato weak when White Squaw talk. <laughs> Boy, can I kiss. <laughs> Come on, Jane. I'll take his knife and cut the back of the teepee. Let's go. Painless, look, a wagon and some horses. Come on, we gotta get out of here. We'll never make it without guns. There might be some in the wagon. I'll take a look. Hey, and I'll unhitch the horses. Gee, it's awful dark in here. Can't see a thing. I better light a match. Nope, no guns, nothing but a lot of barrels. I wonder what's in them. Candles. Ain't logical, candles. Why should they pack them in sawdust? I wonder what the... Painless, drop that match. Do you want them all to see it? There, they've seen us. Yellow feather, they're escaping. Oh, that must be Preston. We'll have to run for it. Come on. I'm coming. Jump on that horse. Hey, wait a minute. That horse's harness is still hitched to the wagon. That's my garter belt. Come on, let's go. <laughs> The horse is off the wagon. Get after him. We gotta get him. If they get away, we're all. Wait a minute, the wagon. Something's burning in there. The dynamite, the dynamite. The governor's very grateful, Painless. If those Indians had ever gotten hold of that dynamite, every white settler in the territory would have died. Well, it's all over, dear. Now we can settle down to our honeymoon. Oh, darling. I can't. The governor's got another job for me. Oh, but Jane... The Blackfeet are getting ready to go on the warpath. But... Don't you see? It's my duty, Painless. And this time he wants me to go alone. I'm sorry. Will you kiss me goodbye? <laughs> Darling, how you can kiss. 
Sorry I have to use my gun, sister, but this is important. Let Swan Soap take care of the black feet. You have just heard the last act of The Pale Face. Now, here again are tonight's stars, Bob Hope and Jane Russell. Hear that applause? Oh, they loved you, Jane. Oh, thank you, Jimmy, but I wasn't... Oh, now, don't be modest, Jane. When it comes to a really lovable, fresh, talented young star, there's no one in the world to compare with... Hi, everybody. <laughs> Look, Bob, if you don't mind, Jane happens to be one of Hollywood's leading fans for RCA Victor's 45 automatic record changer and records. And I was hoping to get her all to myself to discuss them. Well, you were hoping against hope. <laughs> now, Jane, about your 45. I have a 45, too, you know. A portable, if it's intimate detail you want. Why, Bob, my 45 record changer's a portable, too. Isn't it the lightest little thing? Even when it's loaded with those ten tiny records. I'll say, when I first picked up my 45, I didn't know it was loaded. You know, Janie... <laughs> If, <laughs> if we should happen to meet on the lot someday, both of us carrying our 45s, we can make beautiful music together. In fact, even without our 45s. What first attracted you to the 45, Jane? Why, Jimmy, the marvelous choice of records. RCA Victor really has the very best of everything on the 45. The classics, the folk songs, the pops. Speaking of pops, I see where RCA Victor has just signed up Margaret Truman. <laughs> Forgive me, Margaret. The trouble with Bob is Jimmy's jealous because RCA Victor never asked him to record for them. Yeah, Jimmy, I could make a great 45 record. On one side, I'd revive my first giant song hit, Thanks for the Memory, for people to send in with their income tax checks. <laughs> and on the other side, Bob, you could say thanks to RCA Victor for bringing the finest recorded music within everybody's reach, even kids. You know, the 45 automatic record changer that you plug into a radio costs only $12.95. Yeah, well, even my old dad, Jack Benny, could buy one of those. <laughs> and prices on the 45 records start as low as 46 cents. It's no wonder the 45 is sweeping the country. Get your 45 soon at your RCA Victor dealers. Gal, I hear tell we've got us a real live director here tonight. That's right, partner. We got him hogtied, hornswoggled, and ready to be branded. Well, let's run him out here, huh? Ladies and gentlemen, Jane and I want you to meet the director of The Pale Face and the creator of such grand films as Topper and The Secret Life of Walter Mitty and Pennies from Heaven, starring a pooped-out prop boy named Crosby. <laughs> Our director, Norman McLeod. Thank you, Jane and Robert. Gee, it must be great to be a director. How'd you start, Norman? Well, I took the university course that I thought would be most helpful in handling actors. What's that? Ichthyology. Ichthyology? Yeah, the study of fish. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I think I've just been insulted. <laughs> 
Well, on the level, Bob, when you get right down to it, what's the difference between fish and actors? Well, the fish get free fish food, you see. <laughs> and fish don't have directors. Yeah, that's where we have it all over the halibut. <laughs> Both Jane and I know, Norman, that with you calling the shots, we're pretty safe out there in front of the cameras. Thank you, Bob. Imagine a director of fish expert. Now I know why that Crosby picture he made was such a success. <laughs> Good night, Norman, Jane. Good night, Bob. Good night, everyone. A good night to you, Bob Hope, Jane Russell, and Norman McLeod. Remember next Friday, Joseph Cotton in Portrait of Jenny with screen director William Dieterle, brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. The Pale Face was presented through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures, whose current release is the Hal Wallace production, Paid in Full, starring Robert Cummings, Elizabeth Scott, and Diana Lynn. Bob Hope appeared through the cooperation of Lever Brothers, and his current release is the Paramount picture, The Great Lover. Bob Hope and Jane Russell are currently appearing in person at the Paramount Theater in New York. Jane Russell can currently be seen in the Howard Hughes production, The Outlaw, an RKO release. Norman McLeod's next Paramount release is Let's Dance, starring Betty Hutton and Fred Astaire. Portions of tonight's program were transcribed. Original music was composed and conducted by William Lava. Screen Director's Playhouse is produced by Howard Wiley with dramatic direction by Bill Karn. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow The Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.